Hazard Audio. Steve Gross is back alongside Rich Glenn, who's standing in for Matt Axelrod this week. The pair go over the NBA playoffs, the verdict of Aaron Hernandez, the reinstatement of Adrian Peterson, and the shaming of Britt McHenry. It's all right here. Recorded live at the Launchpad Studios in Chicago, Sports Appeal. This is gonna be a home run! I just know it! Because I can see it in the future! With your hosts, Steve Gross and Matt Axelrod. Play ball. Welcome to Sports Appeal. I'm Steve Gross, and filling in for Matt Axelrod this week, we've got Rich Glenn. Rich, say hello. I'm pumped to be here, man, talking sports with you guys. You guys got a great show here, and I'm just extremely looking forward to this, man. Let's do it. Awesome. Appreciate you being here, Rich. You can find us every single week right here on Podbean.com or the new Podbean app. Uh, There's a lot of ways to get us. You can get us on iTunes, leave us a review on there, rate us five stars. Or you can get us on Spreaker.com, Rivet News Radio, TheSportsMecca.com, WGT Radio, the Stitcher Radio app. There are so many ways to get us. You can't get us on CB Radio, but other than that, you can get us pretty much any way you want to. Tweet at us, at The Sports Appeal. We're on Twitter a lot. We try to answer everyone who tweets at us, so hit us up there. All of our music on the show is provided by Full Service, our studio band, and you can get all their music on iTunes or Spotify. As always, we're produced by the outstanding Johnny Five. And powered by Hazard Audio. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, This week's show, we've got a few controversies to cover in the world of sports. But we're going to start with the NBA playoffs. Yesterday was the first day of the playoffs. We only got to see four games before the show today. Really no surprises yesterday. The biggest surprise, I think, was Derrick Rose. He looked awesome yesterday. Yeah, how good D. Rose looked was unbelievable. Like a uh, flashback to 2011 or 2012, the MVP season. I mean, the way you saw him attacking the rim, facilitating for that Bulls offense, I really didn't expect to see that. We all know D. Rose coming back obviously helps this team. However, him stepping in and uh, looking the way he did, I just didn't expect it, man. I got to be honest with you. But a pleasant sight to see, of course, a Bulls fan right here. So it was awesome, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see how Bulls fans would be getting excited by his performance yesterday. I mean, more than just his stats, like he just looked like he was out there having fun playing some basketball. And we haven't seen that from him in a very, really long time. If this team can stay healthy, I think they're going to be dangerous in the Eastern Conference. We talk about this team staying healthy all year long. It's been a big problem, obviously. We know that. But right now, we still got Taj banged up. The Bulls do. Uh, you know, Noah's still hobbling around. But when isn't Noah hobbling around? You right, know? yeah. Heinrich's still out. Heinrich's still out. This team is banged up, but... This is a veteran Bulls team. They're really just a bunch of seasoned veterans, and right now with Rose facilitating the way he is, the way, I mean, he shot real well yesterday, too. If they can eliminate turnovers, too, along with staying healthy, I would say, um, this team has a real chance. I mean, am I wrong in assuming? I think this team has a chance to take down Cleveland next round in a potential matchup. Yeah, they have a chance to, but I think they have to be more consistent. I've been Mm -hmm. saying all year that I need to see more from the Bulls before I buy in, and I'm still saying it. They just haven't shown me the consistency that they need. But who has been consistent in the East is the Atlanta Hawks. And there's a lot of people not buying into Atlanta. I don't get it. People keep saying they're a regular season team. They're not built for the playoffs. And I have no clue what that means. I don't know why people are saying that. We talk about the Atlanta Hawks, and a lot of people do doubt them. And I think, well, first of all, a lot to do with it has to do with the fact they're in the same conference as Cleveland, and that's the favorite to win the East, obviously. Everybody wants to hop on LeBron James and Kyrie Irving bandwagon. That team looks fantastic, especially in the second half of the season. This team doesn't have that superstar, that guy where you go, there's your guy right there that's going to get it done, that LeBron James type guy where you talk about in Cleveland. I mean, and you got Kyrie Irving emerging too. And I think it's also people just look at that potential matchup and they go, all right, if those two teams meet, Cleveland's probably going to take it. 
Yeah, I think Cleveland would probably take it too, but I just don't understand the whole regular season team, postseason team thing. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. This team is full of all-stars. Jeff Teague is an awesome point guard. I think he's really underrated. And Kyle Korver can hit a big shot whenever you need him to. I think the Hawks are a really, really good team in the East, and they could be dangerous. There's also, like, this bias against teams. Like, you see with Golden State, too, uh, people think maybe they rely so heavily on the three-pointer. Talking about the Atlanta Hawks here, and... People kind of seem to think all of a sudden come playoff time, like, uh, you can't bank on that in a seven-game series. At the end of the day, I'm just not sure if this team right now is built to take on a LeBron James-Kyrie Irvin duo defensively. San Antonio won the title last year, and they didn't have a superstar player on their team. I mean, they, they have Tim Duncan, but he's not superstar Tim Duncan anymore. A lot of people are picking them to win the West this year again with no superstar once again. I don't really buy into that superstar argument either, but let's go ahead and talk about the Western Conference a little bit. This is ridiculous. This is going to be so much fun to watch. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, man. I mean, the first round matchups you have are something you would expect coming in the conference. The winner of that L.A. Clippers... San Antonio series could easily come out of the West. James Harden taking on Dallas, that Dallas team underperforming all season long, especially big hopes after that Rajon Rondo trade, but just very inconsistent. Look out if they can catch fire, if Rajon Rondo can eliminate turnovers, if that team can get going, especially defensively as well. You look up and down that bracket right there. Any one of those teams has the potential to get hot and come out of that conference. Yeah, absolutely. I think maybe with the exception of New Orleans, because Anthony Davis kind of willed them into the playoffs, and I just don't think they have the talent to compete with the rest of these teams. But you were just talking about Dallas with Rondo, and I think that's the big thing for them. You know, They had a pretty substantial adjustment period when he showed up, but they've been playing a little bit better lately. And this Memphis-Portland series is kind of flying under the radar because those are two small market teams. Gonna it's going to be, be a awesome physical, hard-hitting, you know, defensive basketball. That's going to be a very fun series to watch. I'm just interested, though, to see what San Antonio is going to do. We watched the last month that team had in the regular season, and it was, I mean, absolutely unbelievable. That team was clicking on all cylinders. I mean, it kind of just shows you when those veterans decide to flip that switch and Pop turns it on and, and that team's hitting, and Kyrie Leonard is firing on all cylinders and facilitating and you got Tony Parker but that's something I would really be interested in seeing is the Western Conference Finals the San Antonio and Golden State yeah Kawhi Leonard has been tearing it up but to me it's been Tony Parker he's yeah. been a different player the last month of the season than he was early on in the season so we're going to wrap up our NBA playoff talk right now and we're actually going to throw it to Johnny Five for the Tweet Zone Johnny Tweet Zone hit the tweets Alrighty, yeah, let's hit the tweets. I'll check the tweets. This is coming from Doug via Facebook. We have our Facebook Sports Appeal page. You can find us on there very simply, Sports Appeal. And he's saying, who's the most overrated player in this year's NFL draft class? I got to go with wide receiver in general when you're talking about drafting wide receivers. It's kind of a crapshoot in the NFL. It's hard to get a read on what these guys are going to project out to be. I'm going to go with Sammy Coates. Because especially when you're talking about deep threats in the NFL, we've seen guys in the past like Ted Ginn Jr. We've seen these speed guys kind of bust at the NFL level due to their inability to run routes, due to their inability to block. Sammy Coates, out of all these guys, it's kind of a boom-bust potential for Sammy Coates. Yeah, it is. I think he could obviously pan out, be a big deep threat in the NFL, but also at the same time, you're taking a big risk by going out and getting him, I think. Yeah, and I'm going to pick a wide receiver too because what you just said is absolutely right about the wide receiver position being a gamble. I'm going to go with Kevin White out of West Virginia. A lot of people see him as a top five pick, and I just 
I don't think so. I mean, his stock went way up after the combine because he ran fast and he jumped high, and everyone was like, oh, this kid's awesome. Everybody loves the combine, man. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's that big of a, a factor as according to how you're going to project into the NFL level. But, hey, a lot of people, a lot of GMs, they love the good combine. <laughs> I totally agree. And Kevin White, he only had one good year at West Virginia. I mean, he did have 1,400 receiving yards, which is outstanding. Yeah. But, you know, he had one good year, and he had a good combine, and now all of a sudden he's a top-five pick. The red flags are waving for me with that guy. Let's do the next one. Coming from at fans Jabari, do you think the Milwaukee Bucks will make the finals? <laughs> no, are you kidding me? There's no way. This team overachieved this year for sure, and the fact that they made the playoffs was kind of was a surprise. They were not supposed to be very good this year, but their leader for the year in points per game, assists per game, and steals per game is Brandon Knight, who is now in Phoenix. So, no, I'm not buying the Bucks to make the finals whatsoever. Yeah, but I would argue with you, though, that this is a team, you talk about you got a very good young head coach, I think, in Jason Kidd. Next year, potentially, you have Jabari Parker coming back. The pieces are there, though, for this team going forward, I think, sure, to yeah. be very dangerous in the Eastern Conference in the upcoming years. Absolutely, yeah, and Michael Carter-Williams under the tutelage of Jason Kidd. I'm excited to see what he becomes in the next few years, but yeah. this year, no chance. Yeah, i got to agree with you there. When we got to at GHAM614, what's your favorite first-round matchup in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Hey, I got to go with my Chicago Blackhawks here, honestly. Versus the Nashville Predators, this is a series you could potentially see it go seven. And all the underlying stories right now with, I mean, Crawford just having kind of a meltdown these past few games. <laughs> yeah. It's been unbelievable to watch. I mean, six goals in that game, too. But I'm very interested to see how this plays out. I'm interested to see what Coach Q is going to do as far as, I mean, is he going to insert Darling back in there? We'll see. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to. And the Blackhawks do have a lot of firepower, so they can score when they need to. For me, I've got my eye on the Rangers and the Penguins. Just this roster full of old dudes for the Rangers putting out the best record in the NHL against Sidney Crosby and the Penguins. This is a really intriguing matchup for me. I can't wait to watch the rest of this one. All right, guys, that is it for the Tweet Zone. You can tweet us at the Sports Appeal. But hey, coming up, we're talking NFL. When you're talking NFL, we're talking legal problems. Let's be honest, for a, a big chunk of it. I mean, Aaron Hernandez, the verdict came down. It looks like life in prison. And we got Adrian Peterson. He's back in football. Where is Adrian Peterson going to be playing at? Is he still going to be in Minnesota? Maybe to Dallas in a a Jerry Jones-esque move that maybe you'd expect. Well, we got it all right when we come back here at the Sports Appeal. Hey, guys. It's Steve here. I know a lot of you have been wanting to try out DraftKings.com. Now is the perfect chance to do that. Fancy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. You just play whenever you want, pick your sport, draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Sports Appeal. I'm Steve Gross. Filling in for Matt Axelrod, we have Rich Glenn here today. Find us on Twitter at the Sports Appeal. Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review on there. We just got done talking about the NBA playoffs, so we're going to move into the NFL a little bit with a couple of uh, controversies with Aaron Hernandez and Adrian Peterson. Let's start with Hernandez. The verdict came down earlier this week that guilty of first degree murder. Here's that soundbite right here. Charging the defendant Aaron Hernandez with murder. What say you, Madam Fourth Person? Is the defendant not guilty? Guilty of murder in the first degree or guilty of murder in the second degree? 
guilty of murder in the first degree. So it sounds like he's going to be spending his life in prison with no possibility of parole. This is a crazy story, Rich. When you talk about strange stories over the past few years, this is absolutely unbelievable. This is a guy that we were just watching a few years ago going, this guy has the potential to be an absolute breakout star in this league. I mean, I remember all the talks about Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez in those two tight end sets, how deadly that's going to be. And then all of a sudden, one June day, you hear that uh, Aaron Hernandez arrested going to jail for murder, of all things. And, I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable when you talk about the fact that all his teammates seem to really like this guy. I mean, they really yeah. do genuinely seem to like this guy. But then, low-key, undercover, he's a hidden psychopath. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, he's got other murder trials going on right now. He's gone from having everything that a man could want to now he has absolutely nothing. He's going to be spending the rest of his life in a prison that's a mile and a half from the stadium where he was blowing up Sundays and Monday nights. And it's just absolutely crazy how he fell from the stratosphere just down to the lowest that you can go. The craziest part to me about this verdict was immediately after they announced it, Odin Lloyd's mother, the victim's mother, asked the public to forgive Aaron Hernandez. That is insane to me. I mean, good for her. She's a really good person. That was such a graceful, classy move. But not me, man. I mean, if you had just murdered one of my kids, you deserve the worst wrath humanity can dole out to you. It's such a crazy situation, though. You know, when you talk about something of that magnitude... You know, how you respond to it, how you deal with it, is gotta be, I can't even imagine. So, it probably was therapeutic for her to say and yeah, forgive him. So, you know, maybe it's for the best that she does come out and say something like that. Maybe it helps her move on from a tragedy. My initial thought was maybe there's like a PR person behind her telling her to do this publicly. Would you forgive somebody like that? Yeah, I think maybe it's the right thing to do just for yourself, I think. I think you owe it to yourself maybe just to forgive and try to move on. Yeah, I guess that's probably true, but I don't know if I could do it five yeah, minutes after the verdict. It, very good point. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was crazy to me that they got a conviction so soundly without having the murder weapon, without having a motive. I guess the defense just didn't have anything to say. They got cornered during the trial. They got cornered into saying, yeah, he was there. But he didn't pull the trigger. That's probably not the best defense in the world. Yeah, and the one defense that they had was that there was no murder weapon. Everything in the trial was kind of circumstantial. It was a lot of he said, she said. Oh, he was there that night. They talk about no motive, but there was a feud between him and the guy. There's enough there, I have to think. Yeah, Going further with these other charges, I have no idea. A lot of people think that circumstantial evidence is not enough to convict somebody of murder. But the best analogy of this that I've heard is if you go to sleep and there's no snow on the ground, and then you wake up and there's snow on the ground, you didn't see it snow, <laughs> yeah. but you know it fucking snowed. Yeah. And that's kind of the situation that they were looking at here in this case, and it was just kind of undeniable. That, like, I'm not sure if he's the one who actually pulled the trigger, but he was there, and this is what was going to go down at that place. So, guilty of murder in the first degree. Yeah, there's too much there, I think, not to uh, make some connection. I will say that I was a little surprised the first degree charge. I mean, that's... Very harsh, and but hey, whatever the jury saw, apparently more than enough. And uh, kind of like we said, there was a lot there. <laughs> yeah, and they will appeal this decision. Most murder trials get appealed, but yeah. it's very, very, very hard to overturn it. This is going to stand. Yeah, we'll put it this way. He's not playing football anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. All right, let's move on to another not great story for the NFL, with which is Adrian Peterson. A lot of those uh, over the past few years, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah their, their PR department has been working overtime. Yeah. Adrian Peterson got reinstated this week. 
He's still kind of in the mix with the Vikings. Not sure what's going to happen there. This is going to be a weird, strange, awkward situation to wherever he walks back into. The camera's going to be all over the place. He's bringing that baggage with him. There's going to be the protesters, the people who don't want him in their city, wherever that city is. My gut instinct kind of says he's going to be in Minnesota. Just kind of the feel you get. You got the owner visiting him throughout this process. I believe he's going to be in Minnesota it's going to be weird, man. It's going to be an awkward thing to have him back and all the baggage that comes along with it. It is going to be an awkward thing. And, you know, there are people who kind of understand this one a little bit more because he was disciplining his child, which it's fine with me. If you want to spank your kid, I have no problem with that whatsoever. But he got carried away. I mean, you see the pictures yeah, the of, of photos the results. Tell it all. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely got carried away and went way too far. But because there's a lot of people who accept spanking, and especially in the South, like cutting a switch and hitting your kids with it, is pretty normal. So there's a lot of people who are more understanding of it, but it's still, it's just been such a PR disaster for over a year now. It's just, you're right, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I know the Cowboys have talked about bringing him in. The Cardinals have talked about bringing Oakland him in. Oakland as well. Oakland too, yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't know what, what I would do if I were the Vikings. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's an absolutely strange situation. But the one thing I will say that they have going for them, if you're talking about being in the PR department of an organization, is with a Ray Rice type of thing, there's no way to spin that video to go, oh, you know, the intentions were good. At least with Adrian Peterson, there is some leeway saying that trying to discipline his kid, he got out of control. This goes back to his childhood. So at least there is something there that you can work with from a PR standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely harder to bounce back from cold cocking a woman. And I think we're going to see that with the market for Ray Rice. I mean... I haven't heard of any team. Not even rumblings at all. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm sure he'll end up somewhere, but he's not going to make a whole lot of money, and he's going to have to earn every carry that he gets for sure. Yeah. All right, that does it for our NFL segment. When we come back, Britt McHenry going off at the uh, towing company. That video spreading like wildfire on the Internet. It's the sports appeal. We'll have it all when we come back. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com. Last year, $300 million were won, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Back to Sports Appeal. I'm Steve Gross. And I'm Richard Glenn. You can find us on iTunes. Go check us out there. Leave us a review. Rate us five stars. We'd love for you guys to subscribe to us. It really helps us out. We just finished up some NFL talk. Now we got another crazy story with Britt McHenry losing her mind at a towing company. <laughs> this has been all over the internet lately. She just went off on this girl. We have the clip right here. I'm in the news, sweetheart. That's how we'll work on this too, this place. That's why I have a degree in right. Yep, that's how you care about is just taking people's money with no education, no skill set. Do you feel good about your job so I could be a college dropout and do the same thing? Why? Because I have a brain and you don't? Maybe if I was missing some people with him. Because I'm on television and you're in a fucking trailer, honey. Lose some weight, baby yeah. girl. Yeah, there are cameras everywhere these days. If you're famous, you have to be super careful with what you're saying. I guess I'll defend her a little bit on this because we've, like you said, we've all wanted to say these things at towing companies. They're not the friendliest people in the world. We've all had our ugly moments that just weren't caught on camera. So, I mean, I think the one-week suspension that she got from ESPN is probably appropriate for this. Why? You know? I don't know. You really think it's appropriate to, I mean, to suspend her for, like, having a moment of anger at a tow truck company? She's going to get suspended from her job? 
Yeah, I think they have to. They just <laughs> if they do nothing, they're gonna get killed in their public image. They have to do something. I don't know. This Did you be... swear in there? I'm a little bit perplexed by the suspension. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it makes sense to me. The public wants some blood for this because fair any, enough. Anytime you see a famous person doing something that's not politically correct or it's not professional, they want answers for it. So, especially with someone like Britt McHenry, who's really pretty, she's on TV, just going off on someone who works at a towing company. It sounds really judgmental and really condescending for her to do this, and the public just wants some kind of response to that, and ESPN had to do it. I suppose at the end of the day that something had to come of it, but I just, I want some vengeance on the tow truck companies, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell us what you think? Tweet at us, at the Sports Appeal. that's the Twitter handle. What do you think? Was it too light? Was the suspension warranted? Should it have been more excessive? I mean, what do we think about the Britt McHenry situation. All right, let's do some sports madness. You ready, Rich? Ready for sports madness. Sports madness. Our first sports madness story comes from the NBA with Derek Fisher. Now, the Knicks won a late-season game against the Atlanta Hawks. It made their chances of winning the draft lottery a little less. They lost some ping-pong balls is what you're telling they me? They lost some ping-pong balls <laughs> by, by winning this game. So the media is asking Derek Fisher about it, and he's like, he said... I refuse to apologize for winning a basketball game. This is where we're at now in the NBA with this whole tanking thing. Like, if a coach wins a game and the public wants him to apologize for winning, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. It's such a weird thing. Is is there a way for the NBA to, like, kind of fix this to the point where, I mean, it's so obvious sometimes that you got GMs and owners they kind of want their team to tank. I mean, you made it earlier in the season, before we were even like a month into the season, we had Magic Johnson talking about how he wants the Lakers to lose every game, I believe is how he put it. It's an unbelievable scenario with this. And at the same time, though, you got to identify with what Derek Fisher is saying. There are people who are playing for their jobs. There's guys who are making the league minimum, looking for a contract for next year, looking to stay in work, stay employed. It's just a very strange situation, though, when you talk about guys apologizing for winning basketball games. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I've never bought into tanking. I think you should try to win every game that you can win. And Steph Curry. Did you see the video of him knocking down 77 straight three-point shots? <laughs> yeah, I did. did. One of the most ridiculous things <laughs> I've ever seen. I don't know if you've ever stood at the three-point line and tried to drain a three-pointer, but I can tell you, 77 in a row, I can't even compute that. No, yeah, he beat my personal record by 76. <laughs> I don't know how he did this. And he made 94 out of 100. That's absolutely unbelievable. Most people can't do that from the free throw line. Yeah, seriously. And our last Sports Madness story actually has a lot to do with kind of the theme of our show today, which is public perception of the NFL. A study came out in Forbes that said 61% of millennials rated the NFL as a sleazy organization. What do you think? Mm. You think they're sleazy? Sleazy's a tough word. To call it sleazy, I mean, they've had so much thrown at them over the past few years. Everything right now developing with the concussion protocols and all of these rule changes, it does feel to me, though, they really are making a move to try and do what's best for their players. People might say it's hindering the game in some aspects, but you know what, they've had so much thrown at them with this domestic violence and you got the Aaron Hernandez situation. The public perception is just kind of they're equating these people who work in the NFL with the people who are running the business itself. I think Roger Goodell is just kind of trying to do the best he can to weather this storm. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And they are being a lot more proactive about it now than they have been in the past, which is one of the main reasons that these stories are coming out more often now. You know, in the past, they would cover this stuff up and you wouldn't hear about it. 
a guy would sit out a couple weeks on a suspension. You had no idea why, or they would just like fake an injury or something, so they would have to sit out. There's all kinds of stories with things like that happening. Like Alden Smith getting a DUI at like 5 in the morning, getting bailed out of jail and going straight to practice. Is that one of the stories we're possibly talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right, yeah. And the rest of this report from Forbes said 67% of millennials don't trust NFL players. 78% believe players take illegal steroids. 54% think the NFL is anti-gay and don't think the league's image on sexual orientation will improve even after Michael Sam. Everything that happens in the NFL, don't you think it's kind of just a microcosm of society? I mean, domestic violence is not like an exclusive issue to NFL players. Like, the only guys who beat their wives are NFL players. It's kind of like, you know what, there's plumbers that hit their wives, you know? It's an unfortunate problem, but I don't think, like, the NFL is, like, this sole proprietor of these problems, you know? Right, no, I just think it's magnified with the NFL because these guys are supposed to be role models. And all you're hearing about is them beating up their wives and girlfriends and hitting their children And you don't hear about all the good players. You don't hear about the McCordy Twins being the co-winners of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. You don't hear about all the charity work these guys are doing. All you hear about is these negative stories from guys that are supposed to be role models. And going back to this study, the guy who did it said that the league has fallen to a point where it's comparable to brands such as Walmart and Malaysia Airlines. Wow, that's pretty excessive. I don't know. (laughs) But one thing I do know is that the NFL really does need an image change. They need the, I guess we should say, Charles Tillmans of the world. They need those kind of guys to become the face of the NFL. They've just seen too many stars rise and then fall and commit these heinous acts, unfortunately, when you're talking about Aaron Hernandez, certainly. This league needs an image change. What else can you say, honestly? Yeah, they spent too much time trying to cover their asses for things that have happened and not enough time promoting the good things that they do. I have to agree with you 100% there. All right, that'll do it for Sports Appeal. Rich, I want to thank you for filling in for Matt this week. It was a great time, man. Really appreciate you being here. You can find Rich on the Rich and Rick Show on Chicagoland Sports Radio every Friday from 4 to 6. This is Sports Appeal. We are produced by Johnny Five and powered by Hazard Audio. And taking us out is going to be Coconuts by Full Service.
Hazard Audio.